Indianapolis Colts. We are in a state of di- distress over the Colts losing today in uh, at MetLife Stadium. They lose 38-10 to 10 in an absolute debacle. This was not pretty at any point. And, and well, they led 3 nothing, so I guess it was a little bit pretty then, but they can't push it into the end zone. Uh, Nick Foles breaks ribs, it would seem. He was reported out with a rib injury, and uh, so that's not good. Sam Ellinger replaced him and really did no better. He was 9-14 of with a touchdown pass, Ellinger was, but he threw for just 60 yards. That's 4.3 yards per attempt, which is anemic, and that's a kind word for it. Uh, Foles was 8 of 13 for 81 yards. 49 came on one pass. That was kind of a jump ball that uh, Paris Campbell went up and got. Uh, Michael Pittman today, not too bad. Six catches, 41 yards. Uh, a wide receiver getting 6.8. You know, Michael Pittman Jr. gets a little bit pissed off, a little bit rankled, as people describe him as a uh, as a possession receiver, right? Well, six receptions for 41 yards at 6.8 yards per reception. Seven yards per attempt is reasonable for a quarterback. Yards per reception you know, it, you got to be better than 6.8 yards if you want people to think that you're you're doing anything worthwhile with the football. Um, give us a call. Just activate yourself as a caller. We'll take callers for at least a half an hour, and uh, and off we go uh, to talk about. And and hopefully you bring a little bit more energy and passion than the Colts did today, because what the Colts did was. You know, you don't want to use words like disgrace too often, but that was just pathetic. Quentin Nelson, I don't know what's the matter with the guy, um, you know, absolutely got thrown back, pushed back into Sam Ellinger by Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence had three quarterback hits today, and and that's not good. You know, if you're going to a Pro Bowl, you got to keep a guy like Dexter Lawrence, who's also going to a Pro Bowl, you got to keep people off of, and and that's the way that works. Let's go to Gary. Get right yourself, Gary. How you doing this afternoon? Okay, Kent. You all right? Yeah, I mean, this is a terrible way to start the year. It, nobody figured four months ago that we'd be, you know, sitting where we are at four eleven and one, and and watching to see if uh, the Cardinals could win or or the Broncos could win, so we could elevate our draft status. You know, so. Uh, not, not a great day. I really wish I'd like to see people play hard, even though the games are meaningless. How about you? That's exactly what I was calling about was, you know, the, the lack of urgency, the lack of, you know, passion. Um, you know, they, they, you know, give up the largest lead in NFL history and it was okay. Everything was okay. And then you come back and you play this stinker of a game. And it's just, you know, just brutal to watch comparison to what you have seen in the past. It, it was brutal. And Daniel Jones is not a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, but he was 19 to 24 today with two touchdowns and no picks, a passer rating of 125.2, and he had 11 carries for 91 yards. Right. And, and two rushing touchdowns. I mean, what the hell are you doing? Right. For exactly. God's sake. And, and you know what? I'm sorry to interrupt you, That's but okay. uh, Rodney Thomas was, uh, I would expect better of him. 
and better of a lot of the guys on the defensive side of the ball. It looked like business decisions were being made today and guys weren't sticking their head in. And that's not true for everybody, but I was really unhappy with the level of intensity from the defense. Oh, all around from everybody. And it's just, you know, playing out the string mode right now. And it's, once again, there's just lack of playmakers throughout the roster. Yeah. Nobody can make plays. And and that is why I think that Chris Ballard ought to be replaced. I agree. I mean, he, what he's done over his six years as, as a general manager, and that's a plus. This is a good thing, is he's really elevated the back end of the roster. Like the uh, roster guys, 23 through 53, are really pretty competent. But you, you really don't have any playmakers at a position of import you know, on as a starter, period, especially with Jonathan Taylor being out. And you've got to get guys who can make plays. The NFL is a game for playmakers, and you win games because of them. And the Colts have not done what's necessary to go get them. And so I think Ballard ought to go. What do you think? I agree 100%. Like I said last week, you know, he uh, baked this cookie, so he should be, uh, you yep. know, uh, he, somebody has to answer for it. It's just not the coaching staff. Totally agree. Thanks for the call, Gary. Let's go to Ken. Ken, how you doing this afternoon? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Kent. Hey, what do you think <laughs> about a team standing around eating a little Debbie snack cakes while Thibodeau is doing snow angels after breaking your quarterback's ribs? You know, I, I hate to advocate for violence, but football is a violent game. And, and if you've got a guy like Thibodeau who breaks your quarterback's ribs and then parties afterward, i I, I got to get angry, and I'm going after him. And I think Bobby O'Karake did a little bit. But other than that, like it, it, I don't think it would have been out of uh, – I, I don't think it, it – it wouldn't have bothered me. We'll put it that way. If anybody, after Daniel Jones had delivered the football and, and let's say you take a one or a two count and, and you just, you know, you curb stomp the guy a little bit and, and knock his ass into the dirt. You know what I mean? And if you get fined and if you get a flag, that's fine. I don't care. But somebody's got to stick up for somebody on this team. Totally agree. Well, thank you, Can't Keep up the good work. I can't wait for Wednesday because I need some optimism. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Let's go to Fulton. Fulton, how are you this afternoon? But the rest Happy, of the Happy New Year, Ken. And uh, tell me what you're thinking. How you doing, Fulton? I do all right. Um, let's see, I know the Colts got beat this this afternoon, and yep. I wasn't liking that, but. Hopefully no, no, they can right way to start the new year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It actually is. All right. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate I'm, it. I'm uh, gonna... Fulton, very nice of you to take the time. Have a great new year. Have a good – you play basketball, remember that the, uh, the only reason not to shoot is that you don't have the ball. If you got the ball, shoot it. That's what we do in basketball. Um, by the way, uh, Cole, uh, Pacers, really nice win yesterday. Paul George with 45. Sadly, he needed 47 if his Clippers were going to win. Leave it to Paul George to have a great game, but lead his team to yet another defeat. 
Um, Tyrese Halliburton should be an all-star, is a hell of a good player, and a guy who's kind of putting this team on his back a little bit did that yesterday. Loved watching the Pacers uh, beat the Clippers, as always. And uh, now, you know what? They're, uh, they're kind of screwing up this rebuild through their success, aren't they? The Colts, though, the Colts need a rebuild, and they need it immediately. Uh, you've got to find a way to fill this roster with at least a couple of playmakers. The thing that we've talked about, and, and Chris Ballard doesn't like it. God bless Kevin Bowen from 107.5 The Fan. He asks Chris Ballard about this quite often. He asks about the lack of playmakers and what this team is uh, as far as, you know, the receivers on this team are not really dynamic. You don't have any dynamism. You don't have a quarterback who can get them the football anyway, even if they were dynamic. We don't know about Alec Pierce. Paris Campbell stayed healthy, which is a terrific thing. Michael Pittman Jr., uh, kind of a typical game for Michael Pittman Jr. Six catches, just under 50 yards. That's He had 6.8 yards per catch. That is, uh, we're going to use this uh, word throughout the show today, but anemic. The effort today was anemic. The level of dynamism from the uh, from the receivers, anemic. You look at, at a guy like Zach Moss. I thought Zach Moss ran hard. Zach Moss was fun to watch today, but in a losing effort. The Colts can't make big plays, and as a result, the Colts, they lose games. You've got to have guys who are able to make big plays. You have to have a quarterback who can get your playmakers the football. The Colts, they do not have either of those things. Let's go to David. How you doing this afternoon, David? Happy New Year. Hear me? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, David? Pretty good, brother. I just think the team just quit today, to be honest with you. Um, we need to go ahead and rebuild it up from scratch and uh, start with the draft. And I promise you Derek Carr is not the answer I hope to God he ain't the answer you know I'm I'm with you 100% Derek Carr is the guy who has never won a playoff game he started one playoff game in nine seasons he's put up some some pretty respectable numbers but that's not the measure of a quarterback the measure of a quarterback is winning games and he hasn't done it you'd have to give up something to get him because there are 31 other general managers who are are going to overvalue him um, and, and, you know, as a result, somebody's going to pay the price for Derek Carr and a pretty stiff price, but I do not find him a worthwhile solution. I didn't, I didn't like him as a potential solution this past off season when that name was kind of bandied about a little bit. Derek Carr is just not a guy who's inter- interesting to me. Do you think they should draft a quarterback or sign yet another veteran? I think we need to go ahead and get, um, Try to draft a quarterback. Starts like, like um, starts from scratch, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. You I mean we've drafted, we we got we signed quarterbacks in the past, last couple of years that look where we can't even win a playoff game except for um, uh, um, Rivers. That's it. You know what I mean? Just let's just start from the draft like we did Peyton Manning and um, start from there. You know what I mean? I appreciate it, David. Thanks very much. That's uh, and and have a good New Year. And that's exactly right. Doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity, right? It is. 
That's what the Colts have done year after year after year. And and we thought because it worked the one time with Philip Rivers in 2020 that it was a valid strategy. As it turns out, they got really lucky with Philip Rivers. They did not get lucky with Carson Wentz. They did not get lucky with Matt Ryan at all. And Nick Foles is going to spend a significant part of the offseason nursing some uh, at least one broken rib, if not more of them. Uh, speaking of Carson Wentz, we always kind of keep an eye on what Carson Wentz does because, you know what, why not? By the way, the Chiefs won today, Atlanta won today, Denver and the Cardinals, they were both competitive. Would have been nice if they could have gotten the Ws to help the Colts and their uh, their draft position. It did not have, but the Broncos aren't going to draft a. Uh, oh, the Broncos don't have that pick anyway. Seattle does, right? That is correct. Um, so let's see what our guy uh, Carson Wentz did today. Um, he, where in the world is that game? I don't have the box score. Um, and why would that be? I don't know. Oh, there it is. Um, they lost. Uh, Cleveland beat the Commanders 24-10. Carson Wentz 16-28 for 143 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. So those of you who think that it was a mistake for the Colts to trade uh, Carson Wentz, today uh, another significant piece of evidence that it was exactly the right thing. Carson Wentz is just one of those guys, again, you know, if you grade measurables, you look at Carson Wentz and you say, oh, my God, yeah, this guy's got a good arm. He, he's fleet of foot. He's a smart guy. He couldn't lose. We're the team that's going to lift this guy, and this guy is going to lift us. And it just doesn't happen. This is If he comes back to Washington after this season, that would surprise me. But he is – that's Eagles, Colts, Commanders, somebody else next year. I mean, he's doing the uh, the Sam Bradford uh, city, uh, kind of the Sam Bradford farewell tour type deal. Um, let's go to Zach. Uh, Happy New Year. Make sure and unmute yourself. All right. Zach, are you there? He's not unmuting himself, and that's a problem. Uh, so let's go to, uh, let's go to Huyan. We always enjoy hearing from Huyan. How you doing today? Uh, happy New happy Year. Happy New Year to you, Kent. How are you doing? Hope you had a good celebration. I'm doing great. You know, I, I mean, it, it, that was a total waste of my three hours oh, watching that, uh, watching that game today. I think that the players just through being employees of the team should care more than the fans do, uh, about how they perform, but it didn't seem to be the case today. 100%. I cannot wait for this nightmare to end like so many other Colts uh, fans right now. Get out of here. This this season has just went absolutely sideways. But, hey, we saw it coming, man. You know, they, yep. they say the more mistakes you make, you know what I mean, is going to come hit you back. Uh, and this is, comes from years of, you know, putting Band-Aid on positions that were really important, spending money on positions that we shouldn't, not going after weapons. So, we're just not paying for it. But I want to know, should we trade for a quarterback? I mean, should we trade with Houston? To get Davis Mills or to trade up in the draft? 
Oh, um, I, I wouldn't do either. Uh, I don't want to trade up, and I don't want Davis Mills. So if Houston wants to take Bryce Young, take Bryce Young. I, I really think that this draft class, like I wouldn't mind if, if Bryce Young was still there at five and the Colts draft at five, I wouldn't mind taking Bryce Young, but I wouldn't take him with the top pick overall. And I'm not sure Lovey Smith will either because Lovey's a defensive guy and there are a couple of defensive studs, uh, a defensive tackle and an edge guy who are really, really good and projected into the top five. And it wouldn't surprise me to see the Bears take either one of those guys too because Matt Eberflus is a defensive guy and he's going to want somebody to kind of spearhead that pass rush and put pressure on a uh, uh, on opposing quarterbacks because if you don't, uh, you have no chance to win if you're the Bears, as they proved again today, losing to the Lions 41-10. to uh, Let's go to J.P., how you uh, how you doing, JP? Happy New Year! Hey, Happy New Year! Um, so I think that more important than the quarterback, the real question and the only question that matters at this point is who is going to be the next head coach? Because yeah. I believe the next head coach will determine if Ballard stays one, and they will also determine not only what quarterback we're going to get, but what direction. The, the the next offense is going to take and what type of a team we're going to be until we know who the coach is. You can't even pick a quarterback or speculate because you have no idea what kind of system they're going to be running. And so I think that that's really, you know, they've got to get one thing right first. And that is they've got to get the right next coach in without the right next coach. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to make, are, are going to solve any problems that we have. You know, you bring up a good point as we look ahead to the draft and the potential to draft a quarterback because all of these guys will will function well in a given system or or they may and will function poorly in another. The, so you don't have kind of that obvious guy who is so good that you're going to cater to whatever that guy is. Exactly. You know, that's, that's, that speaks to the dearth of talent in this draft at the quarterback position, right? Yeah, well, there's, yeah, there's no standout guys. You, you, that was a really good way to frame it, Kent, is that there's not a guy that can rise above and play in multiple systems. So you got to know if you're going to have a running system where you're going to use the quarterback in the run game, which is, you know, really popular right now. I don't even see a lot of good candidates for that. Usually you can always count on a couple of good running quarterbacks in almost right. every draft. Do you know one this in this draft? I haven't seen the seen one. I, I think that this, like if you had to grade the quarterbacks at the top of this draft, that let's take the first three. Yeah, you take uh, Levis, Young, and Stroud in no given order. They've all got holes in their game, and and none of them, I don't think, grade like at a, a 9 out of 10 at anything. Maybe character-wise. It seems like Bryce Young is just a great kid, uh, a, a great young man, and a really, really talented leader. But he doesn't have the big, giant arm. He, he, he isn't all that. He's not Lamar Jackson type elusive and fast, and neither is C.J. Stroud, and neither is Will Levis. Levis has a, a terrific arm, but he throws it to, in the wrong place, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So I think that there are the, – the, this quarterback class, I think, is defined 
more by the flaws of its members than it is by the assets, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I don't see any decision, uh, quick decision-making or correct decision-making. You know, these guys that play for Alabama, that play for the big programs, they're, they're playing with such uh, significant advantages at every position, especially yeah. at wide receiver, that their guys are wide open by five yards every play. And so they don't have to make a decision. Those guys are up, these guys are wide open immediately, and that's where they go. And so when they get in the NFL and you've got a, a guy's covered and he's got a shoulder advantage, that's an advantage in the NFL that you got to be able to hit. And I don't know that I've seen any decision-making from any of these quarterbacks that is quick enough that makes you think, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy can get the ball out, you know, as he's learning. He can improve in the other areas. But he's got to have – you can't invent – you can't teach decision-making speed. You have it or you don't. I completely agree with that, and and that is why I'm kind of down on Levis because I've seen I've I've watched him on purpose three times because I I don't give a damn about Kentucky football I don't care but I sat down and watched Kentucky play Ole Miss because I wanted to watch Levis and Levis despite the fact that he put up a really nice line a really nice stat line I saw bad decision after bad decision and I I don't think that that's a correctable error. I don't know of a guy who's come into the league, I'm trying to think, who who processed poorly or slowly and got that undone. You know, yeah, he's a poor man's he's a poor man's Carson Wentz. Like he's a lesser yeah, version yeah. of Carson Wentz. And, and Carson Wentz can't do it. So <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Have a good new year. Thanks, JP. Thanks. Uh the great JP. We always enjoy hearing from JP. And it, it, that's kind of the like this is a bad year to have a, a a need at quarterback, I think. Because nobody's going to give up a quarterback who plays at a championship level or has an opportunity to go win a championship. You know, like Derek Carr wasn't benched because he's going to win the Super Bowl in 2023. Yeah, next season, I guess the Super Bowl would be in 24. But you know what I mean. Like the Raiders aren't stupid. Mark Davis has a goofy haircut, but he's not adult. You know, you're you're not going to give away a potential championship level quarterback. It's like, and I I keep bringing this back to Sam Bradford because Sam Bradford, when I I was in St. Louis for two years, and and was around Sam Bradford, um, you know, I was like, this guy, you got a problem. If this guy's your quarterback, and that was true wherever he went. You know, he had he had one nice year in Minnesota, but other than that. He was a gifted athlete, but that guy, like the world revolved around Sam Bradford for Sam Bradford, and that's a problem with a quarterback. Yeah, and I'll tell you a story, a brief story about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, had, there was a guy who was a teammate of his, Tim Ritter, and Tim Ritter wound up, uh, I, I think he had, I think he was an offensive lineman, I know that, and I think he played at Oklahoma, but he was kind of a practice squad type guy. And uh, we're at Ken Dilger's golf outing, playing in that. And Tim Ritter was in our foursome. And, and, and nice guy. Peyton is on a golf cart driving by us. And he's waving like, you know, sort of that country bumpkin sort of Peyton Manning wave. He's like, hey, Ritter. Hey, Ritter. And he's waving his arm. It, it, I thought he was going to separate his shoulder. He knows his teammates. He likes his teammates. He appreciated his teammates, 
even one who I'm not sure that Ritter ever played for the Colts. I'm not sure he was ever active. But Manning made it a point to wave at him and say hello, and he did that to everybody. He cared about the team. It was team first with Peyton Manning. With Sam Bradford, it was Sam first. And I and with Carson Wentz, it's Carson Wentz first. You, no matter what your physical tools are, you cannot, a team cannot overcome a selfish quarterback, a quarterback who thinks that uh, all the members of the roster rotate around him. It just doesn't work. Let's go to Brandon. Brandon, make sure that you unmute yourself. How you doing this afternoon? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, buddy. And I'm not too bad. I just got onto this app. I was watching your video, and uh, I've been sitting here thinking, if Ursay keeps Ballard, does he keep him with saying, hey, you have to draft somebody or gives him free will? And if he does give him free will to do whatever at the quarterback, I have a gut feeling he's going to go get Carr for some reason. I don't know why, but I just – because he's made so many comments about wanting, not wanting to draft somebody and, you know, get uh, hell raised by the fans. So I'm just curious what you think. Well, I, you know, here's my deal. If, if I'm Chris Ballard, I'm proactive about this, and I'm not trying to save my job. What I'm trying to do is compel Jim Irsay to allow me to do my job, and, and that is to run the roster and, and run that, that football franchise. And I go, I go to Irsay's office and I say, look, I've either got free will to do what I do in rebuilding this thing or just let me go or I'll resign. However you want to work it, we'll work it, but I, I'm not here to do your bidding. I'm not going to put myself through that, and I'm not going to kill my resume by having to be your toady and and make what I know to be mistakes with this roster. And and as far as Derek Carr, it would stand to reason that they would do something like that, right? Because that's what they do. Like yeah. this team and Chris Ballard, they're defined by their bad decisions at the quarterback position. And, and so, you know, here comes another guy, uh, another, you know, cast off from another team. Like the Falcons didn't get rid of Matt Ryan because they thought he was going to be a championship quarterback for the Colts. The Eagles didn't get rid of Carson Wentz because they thought he was going to be a, a championship quarterback for the Colts. You know, the Chargers, they drafted Herbert because Herbert was available and he projected to be a, a better quarterback in a couple of years than Phillip Rivers. So they made the move, got Herbert, Colt, they sign uh, Rivers. So um, Ballard, Ballard has shown a, a, a willingness, an eagerness to go get kind of wilted flowers from, from other franchises, employ them, and, and then try to put together an offensive line and a defensive line that can dominate play, stop a team from running, and run the football themselves, as though the National Football League hasn't changed since 1982. You know, I, I just I disagree with the focus of Chris Ballard in building the roster. I disagree with the execution. And because of that, nothing would surprise me this offseason, and that includes trading for Derek Carr. Right. Now, if they did get Derek Carr, like I'm not too familiar with like the player's eligibility to go to the draft, but I watched that Ohio State and Georgia game, and that Marvin Harrison Jr., he looked really good. He did. He's got another year at Ohio State before he's draft eligible. 
which is too bad. Right. <laughs> you know, he, he's – and it, it's funny. We, you know, we had a call uh, talking about um, the weapons for Ohio State and for Alabama and how you really can't trust either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young uh, to be able to play in the NFL because he's got guys – who are getting, they both have guys who are getting open every single down because they're superior. And like, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. walks into Memorial Stadium at, at IU and they're in a defensive back or a scheme that's going to keep him from getting open almost every snap. So it, it, Stroud is going to look really good without needing, you know, to, to squeeze it in a tight window. But Marvin Harrison Jr., man, uh, next year in the draft, if he had a top five pick, I don't know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll stop talking about football because that kid can flat play and he would look great wearing his dad's old number 88, wouldn't he? Yeah, and he's about three times the size of his dad, too. I, yeah, I wanted, I, I was talking about that last night. I, I don't know what, like, Marvin must have married a volleyball player. <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? Because that yeah. dude is big and much bigger than Marv was. Marv was like five ten and a half. What a buck seventy! You know, yes. I mean, he, he 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 came into the radio station a couple of times, and uh, where I was working, and, and I was like, "Oh, who's that?" Like most of the time, like when Tony Saragusa came in, you're like, "Oh, you know," or or if like in in today's Colts. Quentin Nelson walks in the room. You know that that's Quentin Nelson, and he's a football player. Marvin Harrison looked like, you know, some some guy you'd run into at the Kroger. You know what I mean? But, boy, that dude could play. Well, Ken, I appreciate you, buddy, like every time. Uh, it be fun to see what happens with the draft. You have a good that's one, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, that's Brandon. And, and thanks to everybody for calling. And it, just to uh, – kind of recap Colts they lost today and then they got no help in terms of draft position from either the uh, the Denver Broncos or the Arizona Cardinals the Cardinals or and Broncos if either had lost the Colts potential uh, in the draft would have their slot would have risen with one week to play to either fourth or third uh, both those teams though lost uh, Broncos lost to the Chiefs and the Cardinals lost to the Falcons. And so the Colts, despite losing, they sit at number five and uh, with one week left. So you've got the Colts at number five right now with one home game remaining against the Texans, who also ju- uh, got beat badly, 31-3 to by Jacksonville. So Jacksonville is going to play the Titans for the AFC Championship next week. And... Uh, uh, let's say, you know, I don't even know. Uh, Arizona has next week, Arizona is going to play um, in the final game of the regular season. They're going to be at the 49ers. So the hope is that the 49ers are playing for nothing and that they sit a bunch of their guys next week. And that would be really good for the Colts if the Cardinals uh, can get that win. And then you've got Denver, the Broncos. They don't have their pick, but still, because of that crazy trade, uh, the trade for Russell Wilson. But next week, that uh, they play against the Chargers, and that game's in Denver. That's a winnable game for the Broncos. Let's hope that they win. 
And then the uh, the Bears, they play against the Vikings. And uh, again, hoping that the Vikings have very little to play for, sit a bunch of guys, try to get guys healthy for the, uh, for the postseason. And in that way, uh, maybe the Bears take a loss. Wait, if they, uh, I don't think we can catch the Bears, right? Because the Bears have three wins right now. Colts have four, but the Colts have the tie. So I, they can't get over the top of the Bears. We're talking about if they lose next week, three, four, or five are the potential uh, draft slots for the uh, for the Colts. So I guess uh, we'll spend the rest of the day watching the Packers and the Vikings. That'll be fun, and that game right now is scoreless with 11.45 remaining in the first. And then uh, tomorrow night you've got uh, you got Buffalo – and uh, and the Bengals, and that's going to be a cool, cool ball. So, um, what do we have a game later tonight? A Sunday night football game? I we should, right? Um, let's see. No, no, just Monday. So there. Oh, uh, Pitts. Oh, Steelers at Baltimore. I, I'm not watching that. That game's going to be like nine to six. That's going to be a terrible game. Next week, though, we say goodbye to the 2022 season as the Colts host the Texans, and we'll, we'll see what happens in that game and, and hope for the best, as always, right? 2023. Need to make this a year not just of optimism and of positivity, but of delivery on the optimism and the positivity. You can't run around with your head in the clouds and, and talk about banners when you've got the kind of roster that the Colts have. It's just not, it's not practical, it's not feasible, it's ridiculous, and it's insulting to fans. So let's hope that there's no talk about that kind of nonsense as the season ends and you know, people do kind of their season wraps uh, with the media and hopefully we hear from Jim or saying we hear from Chris Ballard about what they plan to do to make this thing better, not just talk about it being better, but actually making it better. We will talk to you Tuesday morning, breakfast with Kent. I can't wait for Tuesday. Uh, And we got Hoosiers coming up. We got more Pacers tilts coming up. Going to be a very, very busy week. As Like I said, we bid adieu to what has been an incredibly disappointing NFL season, at least here in central Indiana.